better than what it could have been. That seems to be the consensus after the GDP number dropped 3.7% for Q3, which included uh, about six weeks of the lockdown. As you would expect, construction, retail and accommodation took the biggest hits. Deputy Prime Minister and Finance Minister Grant Robertson is with me. Good morning, Grant. Morning, Mike. Obviously, there is the matter of Omicron on our doorstep. Uh, Let's start with that. Are you unnerved? No. I mean, obviously, it's a cause for concern, but it is not a cause for panic. Uh, Will we keep our head? Yeah, our whole MIQ system has been set up to deal with a very transmissible variant in the form of Delta. And, you know, we have an MIQ system that many other countries around the world don't. Uh, This case has been caught via that system. And while it's not 100% perfect, it has served us very well. So, you know, we've, we've set a framework up to deal with Delta. We will continually look at that, make sure it's appropriate for dealing with Omicron, but, you know, I, I've got confidence in our systems and uh, I know you've had Dr Bloomfield on and we're working closely with the Ministry of Health on what we might need to do to tweak anything to be appropriate for Omicron. Should Ashley Bloomfield and yourself rule out lockdowns? Well, our framework doesn't have the big nationwide lockdowns that we're used to seeing. What it does have is the prospect, if needed, only if needed, of what we've called localised lockdowns. If we have an outbreak that we feel in a particular community needs that, but that's not the the go-to any longer. We've got the red, um, orange and green levels that people understand. That's what we'll be using. But if, and we said this from the very beginning, we needed to, um, we could look at localised versions of what people have seen in the past, but not the big nationwide ones. So give us an insight into the the track for Cabinet. When will you be meeting? How does the schedule look? What can we expect to unfold? We have a cabinet meeting on Monday, uh, and but we continually meet and talk with our officials about all manner of issues to do with COVID and, and keep everything we do under observation. We've had to do that for two years. Um, people know that we're methodical and that we're careful. We get criticised for that from time to time, uh, but we always take the approach of, of, of continually updating the information we've got. Um, we talk about different topics. For example, one of the topics I know people are interested in is the booster situation. How long do we need between shots? And um, we've got meetings. When do you think an announcement that. will be on that? Well, I understand that um, the advice that is coming through from the scientific um, advisors to the Ministry of Health is, is landing, and we'll get advice about that in the next couple of days, I'd imagine. Does, does accelerating it to a three month interval make sense to you? Well, different countries around the world are taking different approaches on that. We, on these matters, we very much listen to the scientific and medical experts. I, you know, in terms of the the way in which vaccinations have given, that has to be done with the highest possible health standards. Um, so we'll listen to the advice they give us on that. Two quick things: are the planned January border changes for Kiwis in Australia in grave jeopardy? Well, what the Prime Minister said um, earlier in the week was that we would take another look at that with the latest possible information um, at the beginning of January. We'll continually monitor that. Um, it is early days for Omicron, and, and you will have been reading the same things I have, Mike, which mm. tells us that, yes, it's very transmissible, but there's some information that says it might not be quite as severe, yeah, severe. not as, yeah. big, not as yeah. big an impact on, on hospitalisations and so on. It's just important for us to get the most up-to-date information. I mean, this is literally coming in week by week here, and we will take, we'll take the time we've got to analyse it, and, and the Prime Minister, as I said, has indicated we'll have another look in early January. Okay, so that won't be brought forward? 
Uh, no, I don't have any information to say that it would be at this stage. Um, but okay. as I say, we meet, we meet continually, but, but that's the timeline that we're on. What about the call to immediately restrict passengers from the UK? Is that overwrought? Well, as I say, we've actually got a system that means that everybody who comes to New Zealand has to get that pre-departure test. We need to know that they're double vaccinated. They then come in, they get tested as soon as they arrive, and then there's a regular sets of tests as they as they go through their time in MIQ. That, to me, is, is, is what you do when you've got a variant, as we do with Delta, that's transmissible, and that's the process we've got. It's pretty thorough. It's much more mm. thorough than most other countries in the world. Again, okay. we'll listen if there needs to be tweaks to that, but, but that's the reason we have that process set up. Q3 GDP, is this a hollow victory of sorts? <laughs> oh, look, you know, whenever the economy contracts in that way, you know, that's a serious thing for people who, who, who make, you know, who go to work each day and, and have their businesses running. But it's certainly better than was expected by most people. I think what it does show is that the resilience of, of New Zealanders through, through COVID, um, I think we learned a lot from the 2020 outbreak. And so people, you know, realise we will bounce back and, and they don't need to panic. And so, yeah, better than we expected. But um, obviously the next couple of quarters we'll see what the level of the bounce back is. Wasteful spending grant. Now, I'm not sure if you are aware, but I was a little bit taken aback at how you performed in the House a couple of days ago, dramatically downplaying the 51 mil fritted on that harbour bike bridge for no return. I mean, you seem to have taken the view that it's a trifling amount of money, nothing to worry about. Is that acceptable rhetoric from a finance minister? No, the point that I was making was that there was in a discussion about the impact of government spending on inflation. And well, it all adds up, doesn't it? Yes, indeed. But the point that I was making was that uh, uh, that amount of expenditure relative to the government's budget um, isn't likely to be the cause of, of rapid inflation. That was the point I was making. On the broader point of, of being careful about spending, that's what we mm. have been throughout our time in government. And I've been the subject of criticism from some quarters for not spending yes. enough and the subject of criticism from some quarters for spending too much. I think we've got the balance about right. And the numbers that we saw in the half-year update this week, which show mm. Tracking down quicker, getting into surplus quicker, and government expenses staying fairly steady, I think represents that good balance. Ihumata, it's the one year anniversary of that deal done yesterday, 12 months ago. $30 million thrown at that problem, and what have you got to show for it one year on? Nothing. Yeah, look, this is going to take some time, and we actually said that at that point. Um, we've got a process set up to make the final calls on what will happen on the land there. The government's appointed the people that we want for that process, but there are others involved, particularly led by the Kingitanga movement. They're taking a little bit longer to get those people appointed, but once they are, they'll get on with their job of deciding what happens there. And I think, you know, okay. the counterfactuals, what we've got to look at here, yes, we'd all like mm. to see some homes built there. And well, we haven't even, haven't even got a full steering committee sorted yet, Grant, for goodness sake. And as I say, there are different people involved in making the decisions mm. on that. From the government's yes. point of view, we're ready to go with the steering okay. committee. But I think it's far better that we're going through this process than some of the scenes that we saw earlier on. Health, obviously a biggie for you in 2022. Are you going to write off these DHB deficits? Look, that's one of the things we're working through, and I, and I will make announcements about that when those decisions are finally being taken. What I was indicating earlier in the week, though, is that I want 
the new nationwide health body, Health New Zealand, and, and the and the Māori Health Authority and the Public Health Agency, to get going on a really solid basis. And so, you know, one of the things we're looking at is how we best do that. Um, we'll be looking for efficient spending in the health system, but equally effective spending. So, those announcements will come. But what we were signalling this week is that with a major reform program like that, it does require some significant financing and funding. Merry Christmas to you, Grant. Thank you very much for joining us. Cheers, Mike. Same to you. Grant Robertson, Finance Minister, Deputy Prime Minister.